0: What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Fit, Healthy, and most of all, Happy Podcast. As always, I'm your coach and host, Josh, here with...
1: His co-host and co-coach, KG, and I'm in the house.
0: And we have an incredible episode planned for you today. Welcome to Motivation Monday. This is our Monday segment where we share our favorite quotes, we share what's going on with our personal journeys, and thank you to everyone who said they've really appreciated that portion of the episode. I think it's so great, and it really is making me reflect on my journey. and just like we do with the client transformations I want to find where I'm struggling where I know I can improve where I've done really well and I want to share that so you can take that and implement that in your journey and I really love to all the kind messages we've got over Instagram as well as people responding to the Spotify like the little uh, the thing where you can respond in the box I guess it's comments on Spotify I read every single one I've added all of your amazing questions to our question list for episodes just like this one. And I just want to say, everyone who's being fired up, I love seeing the comments of people who have lost weight, who have gained more muscle just from listening to this podcast. So there's power in being consistent. And by tuning into our Monday and Thursday episodes, you're going to get the most information possible. And this episode is going to be a killer one. So let's kick it off with my quote because I'm so excited here. So my quote is Everyone is an athlete. If you have a body, you are an athlete. And to some of you might say, absolutely, I'm an athlete. I played D1 soccer or I have played sports my whole life or super intense in the gym. Other people I know would say, I'm not coordinated at all. I'm the furthest thing from an athlete. I'm even uncomfortable in the gym. Like I'm not an athlete, but I really like this idea and this concept of everyone being an athlete. And I don't think, I just think it's so true because especially if you look at yourself that way, it's so easy to say, oh, well, I'm not an athlete, so I don't need to eat the best foods, I don't need to train hard. But if you look at yourself as like an athlete of life, as someone who just wants to be fit, healthy, capable, able to maneuver, you actually will start to shift and shape into an athlete, someone who's able to train for your sport, your activities that you love, to be able to love life to the best, to be able to enjoy more good food. And this quote really just hit it home for me, and I just thought it was absolutely incredible. And I think creating this mindset shift from yourself just being someone who's not that way to being that way and taking your journey seriously, it's going to be better because generally athletes work hard in the background. We have a question about this later to be better for their sport. And I think being a fit, healthy, and happy person is you seeing yourself as an athlete, trying to get better at living life, living a happier, healthier, more confident life.
1: Yeah. And honestly, like every single person has potential to be, which is amazing because I never really thought about it that way, but I think it is amazing that like little mindset shift, which is great. And um, I'm going to talk about some of that stuff in my thoughts afterwards as well. But my quote for this week is a little bit of a different one than I'm used to. It is if it's not broken, don't fix it. So A lot of times I talk about how so many people need to change habits. We need to make this shift. We need to do this thing differently in order to succeed and do very well. But at the same time, so many people are on the right track. They're showing up. They just need to be a little bit more patient. And then I'll hear them make a comment and be like, well, I'm going to start switching up my workouts and do this or switch up this time or change this thing in my nutrition. And the truth is that you just need to keep going with what's working instead of just kind of getting bored instead of just wanting to switch it up. Like it's just, it's one of those things where oftentimes with my client check-ins, my video check-ins every Friday or Saturday, I have to tell clients to be like, no, if it's not broken, we're not making a change just to say that we've made a change just to kind of switch it up because, and I think so many people do this and they get thrown off because they're constantly switching things up. So just think about in your journey, if you're seeing success, you know, if you're with a coach and you're absolutely crushing it, you're 20 pounds down and you say, well, I'm good now, I don't need a coach you have to kind of question that because once again, if it's not broken, why are you trying to fix it? Why are you trying to reinvent the wheel? And it's just something I want you to think about because sometimes I have to call myself out because I'm like, this thing that we're doing is working. Why make that change just to feel like you're doing something different? It doesn't make any sense. So if it's not broken, don't fix it.
0: That is incredibly well said. And it's so quick and easy to just be like, oh, everything's going too well. I want to throw some spice into this. I hear that all the time. They'll be like, my training's great. I'm in the gym. I'm getting stronger. I'm hitting PRs, but I've just done this too long. I need to do something new. Or my nutrition plan's great, but I feel like I need to eat more nuts. And it's like, these things are good. And I think adding on is healthy. It's productive. It can be beneficial, but. You never wanna remove what's working, the base and the core, what is getting you that result. And I think it's just so easy to be in this realm of I need to switch it up. I need to do something absolutely crazy and switch it up. Like that is what a lot of people really mess up With, in my opinion, I think that is incredibly well said, and I guess that's a great segue into our thoughts. So, take it away, Kyle. What do you got this week?
1: So, something I was really passionate about. It's uh, it's hilarious because we were getting ready to film the podcast, and I had some notes like in my personal phone just about the four minute mile. And Josh kind of made like a a remark about it, like, "How did you know?" I was going to talk about that and he had no idea and he was just like four
0: mile call
1: yeah he said i'm going to call you the four mile car or yeah he was just kind of like making a joke about it it was so funny i'm like i was listening to that this morning on a different podcast and i wanted to talk about it here so relating this whole fitness journey our mindset to the four minute mile to give you some background In 1954, uh, no one had completed a mile in under four minutes and doctors were actually saying that your heart could explode and it's just, it's not possible. There's literally no way to do it at all. And so one person actually went out there, he broke the world, world record. I actually don't know his name, so apologies there. And 56 days after the person did it, someone else did it. And to this day, 1,755 people have broken the four-minute mile. One of my friends is actually pretty close. He's like two seconds off, which is a lot, but it's still pretty cool to see. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I want to ask you, how many four-minute miles do you have in your life? And what I mean by this is there's some things that you don't think are possible because of these things that people say, such as that doctor saying, there's no way anyone can do it. The heart's going to explode. You can't do it. But once you see someone else do it and you realize it's actually possible, you can do this. And I'll give you a few different examples. Josh was mentioning that athlete thing for his quote, and I thought it tied in pretty well because a lot of times I'll hear someone say, I'm not an athlete, I'm not coordinated, I never grew up with sports, my family's not into it, we tell ourselves so many different things with these self-limiting beliefs even uh, one of the speakers at the conference about a month ago he was saying his entire family is actually extremely overweight they're actually about four to five hundred pounds i remember him saying he's incredible shape now he used to tell himself all these things he used to have all these made-up beliefs and he said I'm gonna be the difference maker here. I'm gonna make this change and it is possible and he decided to change that trajectory, get in shape, get abs, live an incredible life. So once again, there's so many things we tell ourselves that's holding ourselves back and I want you to ask yourself what it is that you're saying, hey, I'm not fit because my parents did this or I don't have time because uh, you know, the cards that I was dealt here. So just something to think about. I thought it was pretty inspiring and uh, I hope that stuck with you in one way or another.
0: Yeah, like when you redefine your impossible, like it's absolutely amazing to see. And I think a big part of it too is seeing other people do it. And that's why we like talking about our personal journey. That's that's why we like talking about clients. And I think even for people, even that point of no one in my family's fit, be that person show everyone else in your family it can be done like have these mind-breaking beliefs where a lot of people put these glass ceilings or in this glass box and they think they can never escape it and really it just comes down to having that belief that you can and even if you fall short of it like even like being two seconds short of that goal that's still pretty freaking amazing that's big milestone that's impressive and you can see it in the realm and you can build and become better and eventually get to that point of achieving it so i think that is really really well said one thing i noticed and i guess this is a great segue into my personal journey which is absolutely amazing is that i realized just the power of tracking in general and really just being on top of your calories and it's nice to see this coming more and more into the mainstream again, as it is absolutely incredibly beneficial because when you're tracking your calories, what gets tracked gets managed. And for me, even every single day, I like reflecting on the day previous, making sure my calorie goals are where they need to be. My protein is being hit, seeing how my calories affecting my weight, my training, my energy levels, and really using this as a tool to advance better. Because when we just guesstimate our nutrition, we think we're good. We're going to give ourselves the benefit of the doubt. And usually when people first start tracking, they go, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I did this because my protein's been in the dumps, my calories have been way higher, I'm really bad on the weekends, and it's just a great opportunity to have that awareness. And some additional tools I've been using even in my journey to see better results are, first thing in the morning, I have like a note on my to-do list, a pre-log, and I'll start tentatively putting together that day. I knew what I was having for breakfast, I knew what I was having for lunch, I have no idea for dinner but i already have a great start and i know a snack i'm gonna have and i've gotten basically in a ton of great calories i know i'm gonna hit my protein i have like 1100 calories left for the day that i'm able to use how i want if i go to dinner if i want to have something more fun i've built my day around these really good calories then the other habit i've been trying to do is to log stuff before i eat it or at least take a photo of that item and One thing I had to call myself out on is if you're logging in your MyFitnessPal from the day before or several days before, you can make those numbers whatever you want and you haven't Put that challenge of logging it before you eat it because when you eat it you can't get rid of it whereas if you log it before you can say oh as much as I want to have four slices of pizza I can only have three that's what fits but the day before you could say oh I know my macros well enough I'm just going to guesstimate and then you're putting yourself in a surplus of three four hundred calories you're muddying up the numbers and if you're not being accurate with it the sauces and that that five six seven hundred discrepancy completely can just decimate your margins and your rate of gain and really take you out of being really calculated so if you're going to do it, do it right. We've said before, how you do anything is how you do everything. I've really been working on improving this more and more myself. I've been challenging my clients with this and it's just amazing how much easier it makes it, how much more freedom it gives you, how I'm able to enjoy my meals. It takes a lot of stress and thought out of it and I just think it's a huge tool that I recommend
1: everyone be on top of. 100% and even that kind of reminds me because where we're at in our journey obviously we're a couple weeks out from testing our personal records from lifting some heavy weight which is going to be amazing Uh, so I've been training really really hard there but what stuck to me there is Josh was talking a lot about the nutrition and it's kind of funny because this past week I was trying to I've just been spending more time thinking about it because it's so easy to be on autopilot from previous habits like even some people they don't realize but the transition from like being in a cutting phase to a bulking phase or a lean bulk you really have to start to think of things and a lot of times people don't realize that it's actually sometimes the hardest phase and that's why we always encourage you to have accountability because a lot of things need to be considered you have to be very dialed in you don't have that goal where you're seeing like the shreds taking place each day and it's not as motivating but you have that end goal that's a bit further away that's gonna just um make some incredible changes so I've had to sit down and start thinking like why am I having this and where's the value so yesterday I had a um, some trail mix and I got it uh, it's just a big bag that I I have at home and I started to pay attention to the portion sizes and I really got thinking I was like this right now for my current situation is going to be my best friend you know because it's only for two-thirds of a cup it ends up being just over 300 calories I think which isn't honestly a lot like for those of you who don't use measuring cups scales and stuff like you will be blown away i know josh was talking about it but peanut butter is an example when you look at it's like 90 calories and it's like it's very small amount but i was like for my current situation this is incredible i need extra calories i'm eating really healthy for the most part i need to find these extra ways to get it but then these other people who may not be paying attention you're just grabbing it as you go you're not looking at the nutritional info it is so easy to overeat on it and next thing you know you've had 400 calories of trail mix and you know, ch- Halloween chocolate and all this other stuff. So I think it's so important. And even myself, I'm like, where can I get some extra good calories? That's going to fuel me. That's going to help me get to my goals. That's going to help me gain some muscle over the next few months. And, um, yeah, so that's my main thing. But my last thing I wanted to say was, it was super motivating. Cause You know, a guy uh, that weighed 165 pounds we were talking to at the gym and he hit a 355 pound bench press previously. And uh, it just, it got me super motivated because similar to what my thought was of the day where I was saying how there's sometimes those self-limiting beliefs, I find that there's some things that I'll tell myself in the past where it's like, well, you're a lower body weight, there's no way you can hit 315. You know, even some of the things that I've hit before, uh, deadlift, squat wise, like squatting 475, there was always that self-doubt and that self-belief. But it is so inspiring when you get around different people, when you ask, you know, you you look up these different records and when you actually see, because, you know, we tell ourselves these, these random things. And even hearing this one guy saying, I've done 355 at this body weight. I'm like, man, I can do that too. Like, what's my excuse? So I just thought that was pretty inspiring. That motivated me to get that bench press up and to hit some new records
0: yes yeah, around yourself we spoke about this recently with people who build you up and redefine your normal and there's that rule of five we mentioned it before but if everyone around you in your life doesn't go to the gym doesn't care about what they eat does not take care of themselves it's hard for you to really feel pressure to do that whereas if you're around people that are just doing big things that are pushing that are growing that are striving for more you're naturally going to have more of an inkling to do that and you might say i don't know these people well if you go to the gym and you go to the gym at the same time every day more or less you'll begin to meet those people create those connections. Talk to friends that have done it before. We've mentioned all this amazing thing and keep tuning in with us every Monday Monday and Thursday. We're here to inspire you, to educate you and to give you some fire. And I think a great way to get fired up is to hear about someone who was not succeeding, who wasn't where they wanted to be in their fitness their health their happiness. They took that plunge. They said, I actually take myself serious.
1: I'm going to make that investment and they created change. So who do we have this week? So this week we have Allison who got wedding ready and I'm just I it makes me so happy to see because she had lost over 30 pounds to get ready for her special day looked absolutely incredible and was just super happy with the end result and you know these transformations just mean the world like I love seeing someone fully transform get to the next level their entire life has changed and even like those photos i mean where it gets tough is sometimes people will put stuff like this off and be like oh well you know i'm already getting flowers i already have a photographer all this other stuff and i just i love when people just fully commit because now forever those photos that are given out to the entire family that are being shown around Everyone complimenting you on your special day and like fully meaning it as well, right? It just, she, she just had that confidence. Like her life was changed and I'm just, I'm so happy to see. And if you are watching on YouTube, you can see the you know photos here. Uh, You can also see some different tips that helped her throughout her time with me. And then also on Instagram, we have a testimonial video uh, and so much more great info. So make sure to check it out on Colossus Fit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. So proud of you, Allison. And uh, yeah, just you, you have so much capability. Like no matter where you're at, you can do it. You just have to show up for yourself. You have to have that big goal and you can do whatever you really want.
0: Yeah, like this is probably my biggest pet peeve and I know it's so easy to get blown away by the excitement of the weddings and it's really crazy. I think the average price of the wedding is something bonkers like 40 plus K now, which is pretty, pretty nuts. And it can be real easy to get carried away, paying a ton of money on flowers, late night snacks, and all these things are ultra important. Of course they matter, but At the end of the day, there's nothing better than feeling amazing in your skin, having the energy, having the excitement. And I think you can like spend a ton of money getting the most beautiful dress and hair and makeup or as a guy, a suit. But there's no better feeling than saying like, hey, I've consistently got better. I'm bringing my best version of myself to this event to my husband to my wife to whatever it is and like it's a small investment all in all and i really respect this decision because by making this investment the change is being achieved it's going to look absolutely fantastic like it really just it brings it all together and it's it's hard to do sometimes to make that investment yourself but you gotta ask yourself are you trying to spend a lot of money trying to dress up a problem that's there in different ways. If you're buying the best shoes and you have 80 gym outfits, but you're not going to the gym, what you really want to do is like look amazing, to feel amazing, to have that change take place. And there's no better way to do that than to get after it and begin that first step. And what's amazing with coaching by reaching out by saying I'm someone who wants to see change, you just need to reach out and we will take care of the rest. We're going to give you everything you need black and white, ultra simple on what you need to do day to day to see change. And we're going to do it for you based on your parameters your skill set your background to ensure that you can see better results faster and together we cannot fail when you work with the best when you show yourself i actually care enough to make that investment that's when you can truly see real change and i think a wedding is a great reason for that and just at any point in life like in life we're only truly getting older the life is going by time goes by and it's easy for these things to compound negatively but by getting ahead of it it's just so amazing even we signed up in a new gym are the gyms on the second story um the like child cares on the third story so i always need to go up there because i can drop my son off while i work out um, and i always see like some parents taking the elevator some parents taking the stairs and i thought you know what i'm never going to take that elevator with him i'm always going to go up those three star- stories i'm gonna have to go down i'm gonna have to go back up to the gym and it's nothing crazy like i'm not gonna get like a applause from anyone for doing a crazy workout going up Three sets of stairs, but you got to consider when I go to the gym five days a week, over a year, over 10 years, like the results that can come from that. And it's the same concept with coaching. When you learn how to eat right, How to train right, what's reasonable, what's balanced, what's nonsense, you're gonna have that compounding effect just over time where every little thing you're gonna learn that advantage and you're gonna have someone on your side. And this ties back into what we said earlier about you being an athlete. You gotta treat your body that way. Just say, how can I build the best athletic body to navigate life, to navigate having a family, to have energy? all these incredible things. So if you're serious about seeing change and you know it's about time you make that investment in yourself and you get to the root of the problem and you become your fittest, healthiest self, you wanna lose unwanted fat, gain muscle, DM us the keyword athlete to us on Instagram, so at Colossus Fit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T, say athlete and we're gonna know you're serious, you're ready to see change, and you're ready just to level up and I can't wait to do that together. Now we're gonna go ahead and jump into our mailbag. We have some really good questions. So we have four questions. I'm gonna knock it off with a really easy one, which is best lactose-free protein. I see this a lot, a lot of lactose people say, hey, I want a good protein, bugs my stomach, I don't know what to do. So quite simply, the answer, what I look for as someone who is also lactose is an isolate. So an isolate is gonna be hyper-filtered and they're gonna filter out a lot of that lactose within it and it will contain virtually no lactose. Now there are some that are entirely lactose-free and they'd be filtered even harder, and that's essentially what isolate is. If you think of protein, it's a derivative of milk, Milk. basically they filter it filter it filter it and when it's not extraordinarily filtered you'll have more of like the fats and the carbs that come from the milk the sugars all that great stuff but the more it becomes filtered the more pure it becomes to just be that protein nutrient and you'll remove what will actually bug you and cause your lactose to bug you even more so i use a protein called diesel uh, diesel isolate it's a little bit expensive it's like grass-fed cows of new Zealand. It's uh, Pretty fancy one in that sense, but to me, it's just been amazing. I don't get bloat. It's a small scoop. It's really easy to blend, and I've just had no issues with it. And I know I've gotten that question a lot, but if you are struggling with this, try and isolate. You will pay more for it. Um, and look for one that contains no lactose or virtually no lactose, and that should fix that problem for you. So I just wanted to knock it out with an easy one, a little bonus question. Now we're going to get into our next question. I know Kyle will look forward to this too. And we have a lot of like XD1 athletes in here, in particular, in our coaching program because I think there is such a pivot from being an athlete to just being gen pop, to just living your life. Because when you are an athlete, coach is there to tell you what to eat, what your objective is, you're training hard, because you know if you don't, that other teams are gonna be training harder and they're gonna destroy you. So you have this natural sense of inspiration. And then you take that person out of this environment where they have no one to say when to work out, how to work out, what to do, what to eat. That is unfortunately where you see a lot of weight gain, you see a big pivot. And there's a bit of an identity crisis there because you're so used to having that thing. And that's where I think the gym is such an amazing transition. I was even saying this recently. Like, It's amazing seeing how many more females are in the gym, just getting after it, really learning they can be strong, they can train hard, they can appreciate the benefit of what the gym has because women a lot grow up as fantastic athletes. They start with gymnastics, they start with... Um, What else am I missing here? Dance, like ballet, like these things are crazy. And then of course, those are your typical girly sports, but a lot of amazing soccer players, hockey players, wrestling, anything, regardless. Like when you go from these things to just nothing, it's such a crazy pivot and you can kind of lose that excitement, that energy and really just your physicality. And I think the gym is such a great transition. So even into this question here. So the question is from Emily, and it is, I have a question for you guys that I bet a lot of athletes want to know. I recently switched sports in school and need to tone up for this season. I usually go to the gym, but I can't seem to lean out. So what I'm gonna add here is what should someone do if they are an athlete or they're an ex-athlete to lean out and to really make that transition from training for sport to training for life and training for aesthetics?
1: So yeah, this is an incredible question. And it's funny, as Josh was putting that together, I was thinking of, a hundred different people that have come in who have just like, they, they come in with the exact same reasoning, the exact same background. And similar to what Josh was just saying, like, I need that extra help. I know I thrive with coaching. I've had a coach for 10 years and I feel a little bit lost here, which 100% we will take care of you. Like we love working with people who are just ready to get to that next level. But to give you specific tips based off of your situation, this is where I think a lot of people struggle is just the overall nutritional protocols. Even my client, I'm actually thinking of uh, Kathleen. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see some photos here. She was uh, heavily into golf, needed to just lean out for her schooling and just to get to that next level. And her training was good. You know, they were providing even some training stuff at her school. Um, myself, I provided some training, you know, protocols to help her just lean out, some more bodybuilding style hypertrophy stuff. But the biggest thing was honestly nutrition. Like that's where so many people struggle because they're so used to working hard, to hustling, to spending hours and hours beating themselves up. Like they're those people who just, you're not gonna be outworked, but then when you leave the gym, what else is going to happen there's you know 20 plus hours left in the day and that's where I think so many people struggle so the biggest thing is just on top of having a proper training program that's about five times a week you know if you want to do a bit more and you you're you're ready for it and you're used to doing a ton that's no problem we can make that work but you really need to sit down and think okay how am I going to hit my protein how am I going to get into a calorie deficit to keep my calories just a bit lower than what I'm burning or maybe even significantly more depending on how much you have to lose but at are so interesting because, like I said, like they can just destroy the workouts. They do a ton. Like I've got a couple past incredible runners that have signed up and just fully transformed their body as well. We know you can work hard, and even where some people struggle is they work so hard that they fill themselves up with so much food afterwards because you're burning so much because you're pushing, and that's where you really have to just keep a log of your nutrition. And that's where Josh's tips uh, earlier in the episode really help out because if you you know what gets tracked gets managed. You keep track of that. We keep you consistent with that you're going to be a force to be reckoned with so i'm just going to spend time on nutrition and that's my biggest tip
0: yeah i think nutrition is where a lot of people go wrong because when you're just hustling you're burning calories we've all heard michael phelps had 10,000 calories a day like you're just doing so much cardio and you're training for your sport you can really get away kind of eating whatever having gatorade getting quick carbs having candy because your body really needs it like you've burned quite a few calories where a lot of athletes would do better is they'd be able to put on more muscle by having more protein they'd see more satiation with more protein and i would definitely recommend bumping that up and then most important too is understanding the difference between training for sport and training for composition so in sport you may never need biceps it's more of a flex muscle we pick something up at the beach uh, but it is great if you want to have big biceps or if you really want to develop your glutes like to learn how to get in the gym be on a dedicated routine and or program that's not going to harm you sorry for your sport that is going to build up your physique in the ways you want to and finding that balance and sometimes it may be hard to get out and train for aesthetics on top of that but if it is something you want to be aware of it is going to help but for most people too especially to maintain aesthetic physique by eating the right amount of calories eating the right amount of foods and just avoiding just not eating and then eating anything and everything after training really hard that's kind of where you're going to develop perhaps not the best looking physique and of course some sports promote better physique than others, but it is something to definitely be mindful of. And a lot of sports in general, you're not gonna build a ton of muscle for it. There's things like football where you're gonna be in the weight room a lot, you're gonna look pretty good naturally. But if you're like a long distance runner, you're not really gonna bulk up your upper body in any sense of the way. And of course, there is something to be mindful of where if you wanna be the best long distance runner, it's probably not advantageous to bulk up your upper physique. So these are all considerations you definitely wanna have. We have a lot of ex athletes as well as current athletes as co- uh, coaching clients. So if that's something you'd like to learn more about, this will also fit you and you can go ahead and DM us athlete as well as if you're someone who was never an athlete, like this is an opportunity and we really wanna stress that everyone can and is an athlete. So anything you wanna add there before I go on to the
1: next one? No, that was great. And uh, actually, yes, one thing that- that I want no, that, that's perfect. Let's just keep going.
0: All right, let's keep our flow going. Our second question is from Alice. These are all from Spotify. So I wanna highlight everyone who responded down below. If you're listening on Spotify, you can like go down below and leave a response there. And I really just love the amazing, really nice kind comments. So thank you all for doing that. So love the podcast and even tuned into some old ones. I would love to hear an episode on nutrition and food choice ideas. True, it's just a piece of the puzzle, but puzzles are easier with the corners in place. So what I took from this, is in your guys opinions what are the basics of nutrition and this is a huge question but i want to see how uh, kyle will kind of attack it
1: oh man so i yeah like it's so tough like honestly my biggest thing pay attention to a few people and listen to them i'm not going to get into this rant now but there is so much misinformation out there there's so many people out there trying to over complicate it scare you and it's just it drives me nuts as someone that's been in this industry for so long simply trying to help simplify and help you out because there's so many people not helping you out. So essentially, my biggest piece of advice are paying attention to the things that matter. So I'm gonna have to start off by saying, hitting a certain amount of calories based off of your goal is going to always be number one. So many people out there will pay attention to cutting out a million different things, which is a good start, starting place, right? If you're someone who drinks pop and you cut it out, that's awesome, but they're not regulating their overall calorie intake. So that alone, if you just make that small change and just eat Eat simply less than you burn if you're looking to lose fat is going to be absolutely incredible next up just starting to hit your protein will be hundred percent all make all the difference right so many people don't pay attention to this as well because they're focused on a million other things like supplements and just meal timing and meal frequency and all this stuff which can play a factor but your question is the basics right so hitting your calories Hitting your protein and just really making sure you're eating healthy whole foods. You're eating stuff with you know minimal ingredients in it. You're eating stuff that actually is good for you, such as the protein, such as veggies, such as fruits. And those three things combined, like I can give you five different tips, ten different tips. Like once we master that, uh, but honestly, that alone is going to be something that's going to change your life. Is going to leave you feeling great. Another small bonus is just paying attention to how you feel when you eat specific foods. And that's something that can definitely help you out day to day because sometimes people have specific meals that might be the right calories that might, you know, kind of be good protein, but it just doesn't leave them feeling good. So I think being aware of stuff and how it reacts with your body can help you start to figure out some of these signals um, before a workout should you eat after a workout and it kind of just puts things into place nicely. But that's all I really have without overcomplicating it.
0: Yeah, this is a super complex question and we could probably do a 10 hour episode on this, but I love Kyle's points about just tracking first and foremost and being aware of what you're eating. Next, really making sure to get enough protein because protein is gonna help you add new muscle, maintain muscle as well as keep muscle when you lose more fat. It's also gonna keep you more satisfied, give you more energy. It's gonna help you stay younger, longer. Like you're gonna get a lot from just learning to increase your protein to make that a constant of your diet. One thing I would say, like even in part with this question, I expect you're probably, you're hoping that me and Kyle may say, and you may not be, but I'm sure a lot of people are thinking that. We're going to say you really got to be careful with your carbs. Don't eat carbs after seven. Sugars are the worst, never have sugars. But that's not the case at all. All nutrition has its point. Fats are not bad for you. Carbs are not bad for you. Sugar is not inherently bad for you. Of course, having too much of anything is really, really bad for you. Having a ton of refined sugar is not gonna be your best bet, but it's also not gonna kill you. And that's where this balance is key. And really just keeping 80-20 at the core of everything is how you'll have the most success. Because even me, I'm remembering that I'm doing this for health. I wanna eat good foods that build me up, that make me stronger, that feel great in my body, that are gonna build me up, that are gonna help me develop. But I also enjoy having fun things. I like donuts here and there. I like uh, a pasta, I like pizza, I like all these different things. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you, oh, these foods are amazing for you, they're gonna build you up and keep you really lean. But they're also not going to hurt you as long as you're looking at your net amount of calories you're getting in your protein you're aiming to eat mainly whole hearty good foods that feel great for you you will be totally fine and someone with balance like this is going to destroy someone who tries to be perfect and by being perfect you will be miserable i don't really think there's a need for it our stomachs are really resilient and some people are even more perfect than others and some people can be 100 percent clean eaters feel fantastic and leave it there but i think That's where you really got to learn what's best for you. Like if you love having a small piece of chocolate each day, I'd rather you have it than be someone who doesn't have it for weeks and then binges and has 10 bars. Like which is more healthy, one or the other? So, and nutrition is very, very quick to demonize any food group they can. Think carbs, think carbs later in the day. We just went through how carbs are really effective at supplying glycogen to your muscles, especially for high athlete people and like people that do a lot of activity. There's a reason Ironman people, long term runners are having packets of essentially sugar, salt and potassium to make sure they can feel good because their body will burn through it. They will use it. Do you need 600 carbs if you're a father of four who sits at home mainly and goes on one walk and works out in a day? Likely not, it depends how hard you train. But that's where I would really avoid trying to demonize certain things and say, oh, it's the chocolate, it's the this and that. And like, of course there are net habits that are bad. Like anyone who's new to it, I always do recommend like cut out the sugary drinks. Like you're just gonna supply way too much sugar for no reason. And not that sugar's bad for you once again, but having an excess amount of it is bad for you and it's going to supply more calories than you need and chances are you're not someone who needs those extra calories and instead of having the 150 calories from a pop you could go ahead and get that from a great source like a whole chicken breast or salad or something that is nutritionally going to give you more micronutrients and more benefit Um, of course like really limiting alcohol limiting stress really just being aware of what food you should eat but once again this is such a big topic but just aim to eat better Aim to eat healthier foods. Aim to make changes. If you love like your pasta, you don't need to sub it out for a like a fancy. I forget. You can get like alternatives of it that are high protein, that are completely different, and this and that. But instead of looking to demonize things, just aim to do better. And you might say, okay, but what is a healthy food? Like we all know what's healthy for us, and we know what's not. And when you start to look at it that way, and just aim to get better and better, and be more aware of yourself, be more aware of nutrition, um, you're going to see improvement.
1: That was very well said. I'm glad Josh added that because so many people struggle with that. And, you know, just it is great to make those changes positively. But honestly, if you are looking for long term changes, like to be sustainable, to lose weight, to keep it off, to, you know, just be very successful in it. It is very important to take that principle, the flexibility side of things, enjoy it but at the same time be as disciplined as possible. And I think that'll help so many different people because not many people talk about this stuff, right? Like you go online, like I said, and there's just don't ever have this, never eat this. Like there's just so much misinformation out there, but you can get to your end result from enjoying things and fitting it in. Like that's the best way to do it. So very well said.
0: Then last but not least, this is from eric otero i didn't say all the last names everyone because i know some people just have like funky spotify names um including myself i think like you don't really think oh i'm going to be commenting on things but uh we always love to shout out whoever's listening so shout out again eric and he even said it was great to hear my name on today's podcast i have another question for you what is a deload and when should i take them so deloading sounds super great You're like ooh, deload a break so what deloading essentially is, is every four to eight weeks it would be taking a week from the gym to recover and let your muscles your joints everything just recover and come back to baseline so you can train harder now before you go taking these out the bazoo, you got to earn your delos and you have to be someone who's actually training hard enough to get it and unfortunately i'd say probably six out of ten people are not training hard enough to need a deload they're not pushing themselves to that capacity even myself i really tried to avoid them in the past because more training time is better than less training time but if it's coming at an expense of your gains and your health and your comfort it is better to take a deload so a general good rule of thumb when to take a deload is when you have two sessions where you're not gaining strength or you feel like you're really beat up back to back and you notice you're not progressing and you're being held back by joint pain muscle soreness anything like that after training for a long period of time then you can take a week essentially to recover and a deload is not just skipping the gym for a week that'd be a rest week and i would be a lot less beneficial and it's not really a net good thing for you aside from The mental component of wanting to miss the gym. For deloads, I quite simply just recommend doing one less set per exercise than you have prescribed and doing everything at 60 to 70%. So if I do three sets of 10 for leg press, for a hundred pounds instead i'll do two sets of 10 for leg press at 70 pounds and the goal here is it's going to feel comically easy it's not going to feel hard but i'm going to get good contractions i'm going to really maximize form i'm going to breeze through that workout i'm going to let myself heal up and i'm going to be screaming at the end of the week to want to get back in the gym to have that hunger to have that excitement towards it Um, some people can push this gap way longer. Some people need deloads every 20 weeks. Some people never need a deload and they're just amazing freaks of nature and get by it. I find I can get by the most, but I think having this in your arsenal and not being too good to take one is incredible, especially if you're somebody who's been training for a long time and training hard. I think some people take them too often. There's sometimes you're just tired, it's a tough workout and you gotta get through it. There's a big difference and that's where it is hard and I like to kind of keep an eye on this for my clients because I can see a lot of factors about them. I can see the nutrition, I know about their sleep, I know about their energy. And I can kind of prescribe it when it's necessary and we can have that discussion together. But like deloads, diet breaks, these advanced tactics can be beneficial when done correctly. When done incorrectly, I think they can just be another barrier to you seeing progress.
1: Yeah, I used to make the mistake of just not even utilizing them. But honestly, coming back from a deload, I feel like Everything is so much better, but I also train. I at least aim to train very, very hard. Uh, but something to consider is for some people. Once again, it really depends, and this is where the coaching journey is so amazing because I'm specifically thinking of my client Daniel. We are having a conversation. I'm um, seeing how he's feeling. Everything's feeling well. You know, he's at the end of the uh, you know 12 week block, and I realize his vacations coming up in a couple weeks. And you kind of have that discussion. Okay, what do you want to do here? And instead of giving him the deload now, we Discussed, and we figured that it would be the best approach to give them a nice little break there. And that's where some people kind of like, you can hear these rules of thumb like between this time and this time, but it's also very a very personal question, right? And I always like to look at each client's just capabilities how they're feeling when their next you know plan thing is like sometimes if someone has a trip in a couple weeks and you know it's like hey i'm going to be in an apartment gym it's not going to have as much cool i'm going to put together a workout for you that's going to allow you to still go through the motions still do some great stuff but we're going to take this time to essentially heal and then we'll come back better than ever and there's so many factors to consider and that's why once again we will take care of you if you're an athlete if you're not an athlete if you're just someone looking to be better like we love working with some amazing people. So we can't wait to hear from you with our amazing promotion today. And uh, I'll let Josh finish it off here.
0: All right. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Thank you for all the wonderful comments. If you have a question to ask and you're on Spotify, you can just drop it down below in the episode. If you scroll down, you'll see a box. that will say, what did you think about this episode? Even if you love the episode, let us know. If you're listening on iTunes or YouTube, you can comment for YouTube just down below. We'll see the questions there. And otherwise a great fail safe. We're always active in our DMs. Hit us up on Instagram. And if you're not following us there, please do. A lot of times people say, hey, how can I support you? And just let us help you more. Shoot us a follow. There's amazing content to be seen on Instagram. Kyle's been crushing it, being really diligent to make sure we get a really awesome content to help build everyone up. You can see all the transformations. You can see our personal journeys. We're talking about our current endeavor to gain more muscle and just look incredible. So hit us up there at Colossus Fit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. Say what's up. We'll get back to you. And thanks again for tuning in.